All right, guys. Welcome to episode six of the Stay Fly podcast with Utility Disc Golf. I'm Nick. I'm Tanner. And we're excited because we made it to number six, right? Yep. Six, six, six. Whoa. So that means episode six? Episode 666. You know, Nick, uh, we have a new intro for our YouTube channel, and yeah. I also have it pulled up you should for our it. listeners on our podcast. So let's do our little well, intro. Well, the listeners are just going to hear the music. Yeah. A catchy catch, jingle. Catchy jingle. But just know that it's us doing and cool stuff. And for the people with YouTube video, are they going to get to see it? They're going to see it. Okay. So well, let's just sit back and watch this on my computer. Ready? All right. That was pretty sweet. I love it. Tanner, excellent job on that. Thank you. I think it's clean and professional and it's not cheesy. And I think that's something that I noticed on some videos is that I'm like, oh, like that was just kind of cheesy. Like the way that it looked, it looked like kind of like Windows Movie Maker. But that was like straight up. No, this is After Effects. Yeah, that Two was like, YouTube tutorials, yeah. about three hours to make that 15 That was straight seconds. up Adobe Premiere in your face. Yeah. So uh, we're up in the production value. We probably should get an uh, like an audio mixer still. Yep. Trying to slowly add things. The budget is weak. <laughs> the utility. budget is weak. We're what you call disc golf rich, but we're not even disc golf rich. So we just are. We're slowly accumulating a lot of plastic. Yeah. We're amateur disc golfers and amateur businessmen, so we just get paid in script. Yeah. Or so, <laughs> paid in plastic. Somebody's. Uh, knocking on the door during our podcast. How how we rude! Started. Let's go check it out. Uh, who is that? Well, next goes and checks to see who's at the door. Maybe it's something one of our sponsors. So, it's got a package. Nick, is it a utility package? No. Uh, no. All right. So. I just think saying that it might have been one of our sponsors. It's not, unfortunately. I was really excited that that we're about to get like some dynamic discs just sent right to us in the middle of a podcast. Sorry about that introduction, guys. It's actually just some engagement announcement photos. Oh, congratulations! So, yeah, but let's speaking get back of sponsors, to uh, we want to thank our sponsors for helping uh, us get to where we are right now. Our first yeah. sponsor is DiscGolfCenter.com. Yes. They've been sponsoring us since about our third video that um, we posted on YouTube. I call them the OG sponsor for us right now. Yeah, Disc Golf OG, Disc Golf Center OG. Yep. And uh, they have 20,000 discs on hand. Mm-hmm. You can select the weight, the color. Uh, they have free shipping on orders over $12. Most discs you buy are over $12, so that's good. So check out DiscGolfCenter.com. Another one of our sponsors is a little more specific uh, would be the Discmania media team that we're on. So we work with Discmania. They send us um, some product each month of new stuff that came out. As you saw, we did, what was the first essay sent us? Uh, okay, I think of it. Luster DDX. Oh, yeah, the Luster DDX, the Luster DDX in the C-Line Plastic. And we did a little review for that. You can check that out on our YouTube and whatnot. Uh, sweet disc. Love that disc. Love how far it goes. And one of the newest discs they just sent us was the newly released... C-Line PDX. It, PDX is in a uh, mold that's already been out, but it's now releasing like a stock C-Line. So that's cool. So Discmania, check them out. They're really moving forward this year, having the year of the shield. They're going to just continue to grow the sport in, in their ways that they do it. And I'm excited to see that. I know that Avery and 
um, there was another dude that were st- looking for names for like a Discmania podcast that they're going to have. Remember all those? Podcast. I think they're trying to have a weekly Facebook Live show. Oh, okay. So a Discmania show? Yeah. So it's going to be Avery Jenkins, and I think that they're going to have pros on talking about some tips and some product reviews possibly. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's... you. Big things are coming from Discmania this year. Totally. Um, seems like a lot of the the companies in disc golf are stepping it up, mm-hmm. and uh, it's exciting. It's exciting. So check out Discmania uh, if you haven't heard of them. They're a great company, one of the sister companies of Innova. I think they're like the European Innova. So yeah. Uh, cool. If you know Eagle other? and Simon, then you probably know Discmania. Uh, some other sponsors: Dynamic Disc. Always, they're always just growing the sport, helping us out. Uh, we help them. We got some exciting things in the works with them, but we can't talk about them. So, <laughs> so that's all you get. But we can't talk about them. So, Dynamic Disc is another play, uh, people that grow the sport in a huge way, and this year is only going to be another step forward for the trilogy brand. I know they got West Side, uh, got like brought to the states and stuff. Yeah, Latitude has those cool, those two new discs coming out, Explorer and the Ballista Pro. Yeah. Which, a couple of those on the way. I watched the one-minute review with the Ballista Pro. I know we saw the Waisaki one together the other day, mm-hmm. but the Ballista Pro one came out with Feldberg, and he's like, this is a great Heiser to flat disc, Heiser flip to flat disc. And I'm like, what? And then you see the other three pros talk about it, and it's like Johnny McRae, Devin Owens, and uh, I mean, I think there's one more. And they're like, yeah, this is a very stable wind disc. And then <laughs> Dave Feldberg's like the oldest guy on the team almost, and he's like, yeah, it's a Heiser flip to flat disc. That's interesting too, because Dave Feldberg isn't like known for his like, Power. His like crushing distance. Yeah. I'm not saying that he doesn't bomb because he's didn't, a pro. Didn't you say that he's kind of the original Heiser boy though? He kind of has a natural Heiser release. It, it seems like it. He has that very like. I know he's like super in like biomechanics and he's a really good teacher. And I'm watching. I think his, he went to school for it. Yeah, he like has like I a did. master's in teaching and sports yeah. education teaching, right? Um, I think he has a master's in teaching. I, I, I could be wrong. It's just from clinics I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, um. It's like he he could be a gym teacher right now. Totally. I think he has like a kinesiology major. I think that's what it was back in the day because he's a little older. Yeah. Like my degree is called exercise science. Um, I think back in the day, kinesiology is just like the study of movement. So he does, he, and he applies that to how he teaches. His clinics are great, but that that's interesting that he does, thinks it's a Heiser flip to flat disc. Speed we got, 14. We got a Ballista Pro and an Explorer coming. Uh, shout out Dynamic. We're going to try those out, probably do like mini, mini review on them or... Or something. Those actually just got released today. Yeah, it's the twenty third, February twenty third today. I know those. I heard they sold out in thirty minutes on Dynamic site. The Explorers did and stuff, and then they restocked them and they sold out again. So well, they've been hyping the Explorer like ever. Like once you have Waisaki put his name on it, mm-hmm. like they're gonna sell. And he said, and Waisaki said he's been working closely with Latitude to do that. Like for the last six months, they've been putting that together. So it's kind of cool when you have the current world champion, two time world champion, uh, really in on the development of a disc because mm-hmm. i just feel like it's going to be good it has some really good solid input from somebody that's proven to be a solid player heard it has a lot of glide it's like a very straight fairway driver mm-hmm. and it has a lot of glide um predictable fade too. Predict- yeah predictable fade for us amateurs um it might be um this is ricky saying this so yeah it's ricky saying it who has pretty good power um i would say that i'm expecting that it's going to be a stable like a Kind of, I, I bet you it's going to feel like a Thunderbird um, if you had to compare it to something in my bag. I bet you it's going to be more stable than we expect. Yeah. I'm excited to try it out. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what it's like? I'm just ready. I'm ready for it. I was really hoping that was it at the I door. I know. I was like, Nick, uh, go answer it, please. We have some stuff coming. Uh, let's do on our next sponsor, Disc Life. Disc Life is a disc golf clothing apparel company that we are working with. We 
Uh, I got some stuff in the works with them, some utility disc golf collaboration, utility and disc life collaborations. Yep. So be on the lookout for that. Checking them out at disclife.co. Um, they have, you can use utility to get free shipping mm-hmm. on their website. So use that promo code and it helps us out and you get free shipping. Who doesn't like free shipping? I don't know about you, but so like even people at work, I see them. There's this, there's this girl, she'll be like online shopping and she'll be fine spending like $200. But when that $10 shipping comes in, she's like, nah, not no. happening. Yeah. What's with this shipping? Right. I know. That's why I have Amazon prime. Yeah. So free, I, free do two day shipping. Shipping please. is always people are like what? So use utility code or a promo code utility on disclive.co. Check out their sweet disc golf tees, hats. Uh, they have sweatshirts on there too. I don't know if they have sweatshirts. They're Maybe from Tennessee, so their weather's a little different than us. But um, I'd say that they're before we even started working with them, just like looking at their lineup, they have the coolest graphics as far mm-hmm. as disc golf related stuff. Casual, but also has that like sporty disc golf vibe. So yeah. we really like it. And the material is great. They're like 50 50 blend shirts. So they're nice and soft, cotton, a polyester, I believe. Um, mm. So they're super comfortable. So check them out. Disclife.co. Really good guys. Support them. Support local people like us, just building their own business and brand. Yeah. And they're not really a sponsor, but well, I guess they technically are. Oh. We are working with the new company. Yeah. We just started out. You can tell them about it. Do it. So. <laughs> Prodigy Dis, um, we have a, a buddy of ours, I guess you could say, a friend of the show. Um, yeah, I got it. I have I have a couple friends, like you know, or a couple of friends or acquaintances. You know, Corey Jones over from the West Side is on the Prodigy Street team. Um, I I know of Jay Caskin, who's up from Alaska. I've met him before and came down to the West Side. He's on the Prodigy Street team. But Cameron Sheehan, down from the Tri Cities area in Washington State. Uh, just moved up from the street team this year onto their next little team. I'm not sure of the name of it. I'm sorry. But um, you'd be watching out for him at uh, Las Vegas Challenge. Yep, he's playing. So I don't know if he mentioned uh, utility to him or not, but we recently got reached out to by them, and they're going to start sending us a little bit of product, and we're going to be able to review them. Uh, they know they got some new product come out. They just had the H. Their, their hybrid series, I believe. They're like retooling their hybrid series. I don't want to give too much on it because I don't, I'm not like super detailed on it yet. Yeah. And that's why I'm excited. We well, are excited well, it, to well, work it's with a, them. It's a company that neither of us have a whole lot of experience with. You, ha- you have more than I do. I've thrown one Prodigy disc. It was an F7. Yeah, which is the fairway driver. Yeah, it's like an understable fairway driver. Yeah. My friend Brian throws it now. So I'm excited to try out a new lineup. Mm-hmm. And man, there's so many discs out there that I feel bad sometimes when I don't, like when I get a disc, I'm like, man, this is really nice. But it's just like, so many others, it's you like know? your children, you know, it's like you have so many nice children, but only so many people get to make the team. I don't have a bunch of nice children. Well, <laughs> that was a weird analogy. But, well, it's like, it's like you, you love the disc, right? Yeah. But you only have like, for us, I think we counted the other day, like 23 to 27 spots in our, in our bag. Oh yeah. And so like sometimes you don't make, make the cut. Sometimes, you got to make choices. Sometimes you're going on vacation and you leave some behind. <laughs> sometimes it just happens. I'm going to keep going with this analogy, Nick. <laughs> All right. Well, so Prodigy Disc, be on the lookout for them. They're supporting Utility Disc Golf, so support them as well. Yeah. We're looking to, you know, Utility, like from the beginning, our mission statement was um, we're going to be the like the one-stop shop, basically, yeah. for all your disc golf needs. So um, any company that wants to reach out to us or wants to work with us, we're down to work with everybody. Um, yeah, we don't want to be exclusive. We want to grow the sport as a whole because disc golf needs that. It's not, it's not to the point where, pardon me, uh, golfers, but ball golf. Every time I say ball golf around any of my friends who who ball golf, they're like, "What? Yeah, what?" Until I say golf, 
you know, they want me to distinguish disc golf, but for us disc golfers, we know golf is disc golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just be on the lookout. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well, excited about that. Excited, excited about prodigy. So let's get into today's yeah. topics. Today's topics. Well, I'm really excited because disc golf season's here. Kind the of. Lo- it's about 10 degrees outside. I'm not sure well, if you've walked outside. Yeah. Nick. Well, not here in yeah. Spokane, but in the United, in the world, the disc golf national tour has started the Las Vegas challenge formerly known as the Gentleman's Club Challenge, which I always thought was kind of funny because if you guys know what a Gentleman's Club is, isn't, isn't that a strip club? Ooh, I didn't even think about that. I just thought it was like, you know, it was a men tournament. I guess. Anyways, regardless of what it was, I think the name change was good, yeah, uh, but the tournament's still the same, but it's even better because usually tournaments, especially national tour stops, are, are always improving. And we had the first round happen yesterday mm-hmm. um, with... Second. The 22nd, today's the 23rd, but we're recording this. You're going to hear this hopefully tomorrow. Hopefully tonight, I'll have it up. But so the Las Vegas Challenge is down in Las Vegas, and they have um, three courses, four rounds um, for most people, but I also know there's a cut after the third round. So down there, um, I've heard a couple of things. I'm sure you guys have heard that there was a lot of wind going on. Um, we didn't see a bunch of familiar pro faces at the at the top of the lead cards after... After the first round, I know that the people who teed off earlier definitely dodged a lot of the wind that we heard of. And if you check out now, Jomez has first round coverage of the feature card, which was Nate Sexton, Simon Lazat, Simon Lazat, and Ego Mahon. Yes, sir. Some top dogs, and um, I don't think none of them uh, ended up being on the lead card. Even though Eagle shot a nice round of five down. I was wondering why they didn't get on the lead card. And when we watch the footage, you're going to see it's super windy out. So I'm really curious. I'm kind of wishing they had coverage of the first round or uh, some of the earlier cards to see the really difference in in weather. So we saw now on the lead card. I'm going to pull up the lead card right now just so you guys know. Hopefully I'm not spoiling it for you all. I got the lead card up. Oh, there we go. So who was on the lead card after after the first round? Uh, after the first round, I figured out how to do that I got it. That's cool. You just has a link to Jomez's. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry, y'all. Inner. All right, I got it right here. So after the first round on the lead card, oh, look, they already got the second rounds up. Oh, wow. Well, so after the first round, I, can't, I know I can't go back now to see who was on the lead card uh, after the first round, but round two happened today. And as of now, Nico LaCastro and Joel Freeman are tied for first place. I got it. At 16 down. Okay. Is that from round one? Yeah, man. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. We're a little discombobulated here. But we got some... Uh, well, actually, after day two... So, I don't know if you saw who was on the lead card or day one, or even just like looked down after the first round, but you're just kind of like, huh, Like, where is everybody? You like, And then you go down, and you see Paul McBeth was tied for 30th. Um, you just really weren't seeing those big names um, right at the top. And then after round two, now that I'm looking at it, first place uh, in Joel Freeman. Uh, first place is Joel Freeman and Nicolo Castro. Then you have Dustin Keegan in third, Eagle in fourth, Devin Owens in sixth, Jesse Adams in fifth. Sorry, I didn't mean to skip you. Uh, Ricky Wysocki, AJ Risley, Seppo Paju, Paul McBeth, Kevin Jones, Drew Gibson, Kayla Visca. Uh, so I'm seeing a lot of those top names that we thought we would probably see after the first round top moving their way back up um, during the second round. And Tanner said something uh, when we were watching it. 
that even though you might see names and like maybe sub thousand rated players like at the top, maybe after a first round, yeah, the consistent the consistency always shows through. The professional the professionals, the true top professionals, really do prove why they're professionals, and it's because they're consistent. You know? Well, yeah, and I come up with that because I mean this is the beginning of, beginning of the year, so I mean we might see some new names come mm-hmm. up to the top, um, similar like James Conrad, Conrad last year, uh, Chris Dickerson I think kind of showed up. Um, and now they're kind of household names. So after the first round, we didn't see anybody in the top 10 that we really knew, you know, like Nico, I knew Nico. Nico, Yeah. But I mean, um, like your Eagles, your Pauls, your Rickies, your, um, essentially just your top 20 in the the top 15 ish. And, uh, after day two, you could see all those big names are slowly moving their way up. I think every one of them, almost all had a better showing the next day or at least compared comparatively. They, they got strokes back looks like it um so i mean we could still see some some changes happen um but i just feel like the the household names the drew gibsons and everybody um, is dawson turner in this tournament yeah he's one of the ones i want to look out for this year he's like my my dark horse i like austin turner a lot yeah he's down he's in 44th place um he's he's even for the tournament after two rounds now Guys, take this all with a grain of salt. I've just been even watching the Jomez. They were saying like how windy it was. So the people who teed off early got like no wind and shot what ten down was the hot round. Yeah. And then Eagle shot five down on the feature card, which was the last card to play, and it was like the the wind was just had came guns ablaze and it was just like it was crazy. Like they Waisaki had like three or four putts where he threw down. it upside down. Yeah. Grenade shots from Eagle, just yeah. anything to fight the wind. All layups. They're playing very conservatively, especially from like 30, 40 out. Especially from Simon and Eagle. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are the guys that go crazy. They go, you know, non-conservative 90% of the time and Sexton was the one who was biting off the He was the most aggressive. Yeah. That par 4 290 foot hole is kind of nuts triple though. Triple island. Tri- triple island. Everybody was laying up, and Sexton's like, "Nope, forehand," nope. and he barely missed. He ended up taking a dip. No, and then he, it, you know, he missed from the drop zone. He too. missed from the drop zone too. It's okay. Sorry, these are all spoiler close. alerts. You guys should assume. But we're just here to talk about disc golf. We haven't talked about this it. This is so. kind of our pros and con test segment that we're starting. We might change that name too, but um, we want to kind of give you guys a wrap up in case you guys don't have enough time to watch Jomez. Mm-hmm. We want to kind of give you. Um, some insight on how the tournaments are going and who the names, who's, who's doing who, what, who's doing what, who's coming up at the top. Totally. Um, speaking of which, yeah, that's the, enough about the men. We talk about the men too much. In the female, yeah, open division. Um, there is a local from Spokane, Washington. She's from Spokane, right? Not from yep, anywhere she's else. She's from Spokane. Um, Sai Ananda. Sai Ananda. Sai um, Parananda. So, uh, first I, of all, you, before we go any farther, I think it's funny. Uh, well, so she changed it on PDGA. Her name used to be Sai quote quotations par Ananda. Her last name is spelled A N A N. So Anan, Anan, and D A. So Ananda. So it's like she only throws par Ananda. Like that's it, which is really good, right? Because if you threw par Ananda, you'd always be under par. Yeah. So uh, Sai Ananda, 2016 Amateur World Championship or a champion. She's got a belt. She does. She's actually a two-time world champion. The year before that, she won, or part, correct me if I'm wrong, Sai, uh, but she won junior amateur world championships when she was like 18. You know how it's like the 19 and under division. Um, so that is crazy. We've got two-time world champ, local, coming from Spokane all the ways down. I've played with her 
a decent amount of times, a handful of times, I met her parents, super supportive. Her parents are just like the most supportive parents. Yeah, I met her dad before. They're down there, you know, helping her out, helping raise tour funds for her to get down to places like this in Vegas and whatnot. And she came and she showed up. What did she place after first round? After first round, she was tied for first with none other than Katrina Allen. Nananda. And (laughs) Nananda. Then Katrina Allen. So to have imagine how she felt being like going out there shooting coming into down and being like uh holy cow yeah i'm like tomorrow not only am i on the lead card but i'm like leading this tur- this tournament the first nt of of this season and i think that this tournament has a lot of eyes on it just because we've all been deprived of disc golf yeah. so we've been trying to help you guys out but i mean the pros were the amateur league totally um and it's really cool because the pdga they like blew her up on social media. Yeah. She doesn't really have that much social media. She doesn't really have an Instagram. She's Facebook. She kind of has a Facebook, but um, there's Not really a- her style is like social media. She's just like kind of free-spirited, nature-ish. Yeah, which is cool. I oh, respect awesome. it. Yeah, no, she's But cool. the PDGA had a little, in- like, a, like a talk about it, and they're like, if you guys don't know this name, you need to, to, to start watching because she's going to be leading, which is cool. Is this the first year that she's actually like traveled? Um, she played, so she's sponsored by Latitude 64. She got picked up by Latitude 64 after her 2016, uh, world champion win, amateur world champion win. And last year I know she traveled, uh, a little bit and she would travel like locally and stuff. And I think she went down to a couple big tournaments. I can actually look, but if you go on the front page of the PDGA, she's right there. A and blissful wh- weapon. And, and that's her, her name. Her they first call her, name her a blissful name. weapon. 21 year old. Sai Anata tied with Katrina Allen. Imagine that. And honestly, guys, like no one's more deserving of this. Like I haven't heard like, I don't think this girl has a mean bone in her body. I've never heard anything negative come out of her mouth. It's just like flowers and sunshine and in birdies. Of, yeah. <laughs> in one of her interviews, she basically says her name is after like the weapon, the Sai. Mm-hmm. And then her middle name means like bliss. And that's why she, she mm-hmm. basically says that's my, is that the, yeah, right here. Yeah. She says that's my like mantra for yeah, disc she golf. Said, I've, this is a quote from her. I've kind of taken that into a disc golf philosophy and trying to be aggressive with my pleasant demeanor. Yeah. Ooh. And I think she says something like, yeah, I'll be playing the course and I'll be like, oh, there's a butterfly. Like, Yeah, yeah <laughs> she does. Go watch her interview on the on PDGA's uh, Facebook on there. We shared it on, on our utility page on yep. Facebook. Exactly, guys. So that's just so awesome to have somebody local and seriously, like playing with her. If you knew her, you know that she's like so deserving of being on the lead card being in first place and after the second round she did not fall off this isn't a flute guys she's tied for third yeah she's tied tied for third hopefully i'm gonna hopefully they keep her on the lead card i'm not sure how they decide it when there's like three people tied for third yeah Paige pierce battled back uh she was like 15th after the first round i think yeah she shot hot today she got real hot yeah and uh so Paige, i mean the best rise to the top you know yeah, so, it's that consistency. Even yes. if they have an off day, they'll they'll come that back. Off day, I think, was just because it's one of the first tournaments. I mean, some people have been playing in Thailand and some other tournaments, some of the pros, but the first like real big national tour stop, mm-hmm. and it was super windy. I feel like the conditions. It was kind of a rough way to begin the season yep. for a lot of these pros. And, well, not taking away anything from Sai at all, but Sai had like a seven forty tea time in the morning. But I know it was like I think it was like thirty eight degrees or thirty two degrees. It's like really cold there. Comparatively. Comparatively. And she started off with four birdies in a row. So that's no fluke. That's yeah. That's her skill showing through. And she's keeping calm in the national tour, teeing off, rocking four birdies in a row. That's just killer. So shout out to Sai guys. Watch out for her. She's not stopping anytime soon. 
Yeah, I mean, look at the if you guys follow the women's uh, divisions, Katrina Allen, she's one of the you know she's always in the top household name. Yeah, household name. Paige Pierce, four-time world champ. Then you got Cy, mm-hmm. who's going to be a, a known name. Mm-hmm. And then you have Kona, mm-hmm. who is pretty popular online. Kona has um, a huge social media following, and watching her game increase is pretty sweet. And I'm sure she's like, holy cow, I'm right up here in a national tour. This is a national tour. That's just so amazing that they're doing this well. And she's pretty young. So I think that's, the, I mean, it's exciting to kind of see her career start right now. And so she's 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 going to be a new name. I bet you you're going to see her around for a while. Mm-hmm. But then you get back to Sarah Hocum, mm-hmm. the greats. Uh, Jessica Weiss, always on lead cards. Lisa, I'm going to say her name wrong. Bajikas? Bajikas? Bunches? Bunches, I think is how you say it. Sorry, Lisa. She's she's a name to watch this year, too. I think she's going to be battling for, like, top three. Um, I think she ended, actually, last year in the top three. Mm -hmm. She she had a good year. Was she the breakout player of the year last year on the Ulta World? uh, Yeah. Uh, things they they put out some like sweet awards last year. Ultra World did, so you should check that out. And then Jennifer Allen wrapping up, you know, eight. Um, she's another household name. Totally. Um, with with women's professional disc golf, I think it's a little easier to have these recognizable names because there's not that many of them. But it's great to see these newer names like Cy and Kona uh, coming up. I'm sure you noticed there's just a lot more women around your communities hopefully playing disc golf and that this is going to be a trend that keeps on increasing because we need that. We need that exposure. We need that versatility inside disc golf to help grow the sport as a whole. Like we said, like we want to do, that includes women as well. So this is just awesome to be able to be talking about them, but to also be talking about something that we personally know uh, being out there. So back to Sai, she she shot two under par, two under par, 56, opening round at Las Vegas Challenge. And it was a thousand rate. It was over a thousand rated. I don't think that was. It was her first thousand rated round ever. I can go to. Am I looking at this right next? Is this round two? That should be round two. Or is that? I don't no, know. that would be round one. Yeah, because she's she birdie, 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 par, birdie. Yeah. Did she start the tournament off the new year. That's crazy. So Sai has shot. She shot as a ten fourteen rated round from the General Store Open in two thousand sixteen. She has a thousand rated round, a ten oh seven rated round from Twin Falls Classic in two thousand seventeen, and and then now she has that. It was like ten. Is it ten ten? What did they rate it? The last one, anyways. It's over a thousand rated round. So that's her third thousand rated round. And I can only say I've ever shot one thousand rated round in my life. I uh, messaged the PDGA to get my number, my uh, rounds from uh, my first tournament I ever played. Side note. So hopefully they add that so I can be like 980 when I go to GBO this year. 980 intermediate player. What's up? What's up? Just kidding. I'm not. I'm, I'm We're in, in advanced. Sweet, guys. So that's kind of like about the Las Vegas Challenge. We're excited to see round two coverage. Make sure to be checking that out at Jomez. They're doing that next day coverage, which is sweet. And it's very high quality productions. Yeah, they definitely stepped it up. They got some new graphics. Mm-hmm. They. Uh, I love the ticker down below. If you guys saw, they have a ticker that... Uh, keeps has the score of each player at all times, just so you have to know and don't have to wait in between holes or anything like that, which I thought was just a nice improvement. Jomez is somebody or our, is a group that is pushing disc golf in the right direction as well, really bringing that professionalism to it, kind of like Paul McBeth does in the way he dresses. Love it. Yep. Love it. So, and if you're not seeing, um, here, let's talk about this too. This is not every pro is at Las Vegas right now. Because the memorial is next weekend. And I know some pros are really just not into that whole like grind out Las Vegas for four days and then drive to Arizona and try to get, you know, practice like three more courses and and play again. So I know that uh, Nate Doss and Valerie Jenkins, I think I saw them. They were flying down to for the memorial. They're not playing in Vegas right now. 
Um, so some of them are making that decision to do that. So don't fret. It doesn't mean that your favorite pros aren't touring still. It just means that they're probably uh, getting a little more prepared. Yeah. Guys, what was that? We here. We'll give a little more. One more. Uh, little on the women's. How's Hannah Macbeth doing? Miss newest Macbeth. Oh. Macbeth. Hannah Macbeth. Hannah Macbeth. Isn't that funny to Miss, say now? Mrs. Macbeth. Mrs. Macbeth. Um, she is in tied for seventeenth. She's. I mean, we kind of see her her career start as well. It's, she's uh, only been playing for like two years, and she. I guess. I guess her like mentor is okay at disc golf. Yeah. He's pa- all right. Paul. Pa- pal. Just kidding. It's Paul Macbeth, four-time world champion. Uh, she's got a good head on her shoulders and a good guy by her side to help her get through that. So it's exciting to see her do well. I saw her post on Instagram today that she shot for the first uh, nine holes that she played. She shot really well. And then she said she fell off a little bit, but she felt so confident out on the course. And I think that's even more important than how you shot. It's just to feel that confidence, to be able to put your putts in the cage, rip it off the tee, and just trust your abilities and all that training that I know that they put in because uh, she's pretty active on social media and showing us all that stuff. Yeah, the other one I want to highlight, <clears throat> Madison Walker. I think she was injured last year. Mm-hmm. She got injured for a, little, a while. She's tied for 10th. So even after, you know, kind of not being able to practice, it seems like last year, she's still, you know, in the hunt mm-hmm. next two rounds. Yeah, she um, definitely has not fallen off. I have two of my new favorite discs. Um, they're called Thunderpeckers. Thunderpeckers. What a weird name. <laughs> she, I commented that on her social media, and she goes, you got to have like a catchy name. So anyway, I have two um, of the tour series uh, glow Thunderbirds, mm-hmm. max weight, pink, mm-hmm. cool stamps. Uh, Nova stamp. kinda, yeah. Did she draw the stamp? Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool that, and it was just like supporting them that way, like draw the stamp, give them their name on it. And then it all goes, all these tour fundraiser discs all go to help out the pros. They get royalties, I'm assuming from them to yeah. help stay on tour and whatnot. So that's really cool. Yeah. I have two of those. I'm excited to throw them. Maybe we'll do a little video on them. Uh, maybe totally. a short Instagram clip. Yeah. Uh, just a little update on, uh, for us. We haven't been as active on our YouTubes and whatnot, our YouTubers. YouTubes. Uh, because it's really, really cold here, and it started snowing again. All that talk of us saying, like, it looks like winter's going away. It's 50, 60 degrees. We were out playing rounds. That stopped. It's back down to, let's see, what's it right now? I don't even want to know. Pretty cold. Pretty cold. It's around, like, 25 degrees or so. It's snowing outside. Um, so don't fret. We are not stopping doing our disc reviews. Actually, once it warms up a little bit and our drone and cameras can actually fly, fly and turn on, it says it's too cold for the batteries to, to work. It says too cold. Please heat up the battery. Yeah, we have to like put them on the defrost. At least that's how we had to do it last time. But and it still like gets cold right away again. But so we're going to be coming back hard. We got hard, hard, bro. We got some good disc reviews coming. We got disc reviews from Discmania. Dynamic. Dynamic. Prodigy now. And uh, we're really excited to do all these. We're just itching to get back out, though. So don't fret. We're trying to up the production quality even more. I know that's crazy to think about. Crazy, man. But uh, we're trying to maybe make our dish reviews a little bit more concise, a little bit more... um, Not scripted. Not scripted. But just more... Like, we're not going to basically ramble as much. To the point. Yeah, we're going to try to be between five to ten minute disc reviews. And uh, we're going to try to do some more, like, comparison videos. I know... Um, when we put out the short DDX, Luster DDX video, somebody wanted to see how it compared to, or the PDX compared to the Destroyer. So when we do the PDX review, I'm going to try to get a Destroyer and a, the DDX um, to try to do a little side-by-side comparison. Um, 
for you guys. If you guys like those side side by side comparisons, I know there's a lot of other YouTube videos where people do like the destroyer versus the defender. Mm-hmm. Um, we can do stuff like that, but I think it might be better if we just focus on one disc. And then if you guys um, appreciate the the shot trackers um, between some other plastics, we can try to add that in. Yeah, kind of mash those up into a into one video. I like yeah. how we did that. We have yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have like some filming days, and I'm gonna be editing for days. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be getting to work hard. So we just wanted to give you a little update on that. Uh, the six for six, the second six for six mm-hmm. on the last six dis- re- discs we've reviewed. Uh, I'm in the process of editing it. It's yeah. all kind of the the roadmap is planned, and now I just need to throw in some graphics and some music, and maybe we'll do some commentary on it just to mm-hmm. dabble in that to see how we we're might want to do tournament coverage. We're gonna do that. The opposite of Slomez follow flights. We're gonna do. I don't want to give him that. Something else. Well, just be on the lookout. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna put the utility touch on it. Utility touch. But cool. So we just want to give you an update on that. Let's head into a different topic right now for Tanner's topics. We were gonna talk about Vibram. Vibram. If you haven't heard. So we want to work with all these disc golf companies, and these guys are jumping out of the game. What the heck? We scared them, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. We're like. We want to work with everybody, and they're like, dude, we're out. Like, ah. you're never going to work with us. They're we're out of disc golf. So, Vibram is shutting down their disc manufacturing. So, Vibram is a shoe company, primarily. They're, like a, they're a rubber company, I think. Are they? That's like what they like specialize in is like rubber you think they're and gonna, shoes. You like think they're going to bounce back? That. That. Is that a rubber pun? Yes, it was. Um, they're shutting down. They're shutting down their disc golf manufacturing. Now, I know Vibram's not the most popular disc. I've thrown like one from my my buddy who used one because they're like some of them, their plastics are so soft that he would use it for like upshots. And surprisingly, it was like a really stable putter. I can't remember what it was called, but it would just like boom and bounce and just like stay there. A lot of people I've seen putt with those super floppy putters mm-hmm. from Vibram. I haven't really seen. I know a lot of people like the lace, mm-hmm. which is an understable, I think, fairway driver. Mm-hmm. Um, I always thought their plastic was kind of odd. Like it looked cool sometimes. It, it had like cool. play-doh. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of looked like hard play-doh that didn't crack. Um, but they have like their the one thing I noticed that was different than others is they have their logo embossed on the top of the flight plate mm-hmm. on like one side. Mm-hmm. And I know that I don't know. And on the bottom of the shoes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just aerodynamics. I feel like that would like cause a weird like wind issue on one side of the disc. Yeah, I'm not really sure like what their like approach to disc golf was like because we didn't throw them. I always know they had like the speed of like miles per hour of how fast you should throw this disc. Really? For, yeah, it's and it has like I don't know if you guys ever did this when I first started playing disc golf. I like drew with a sharpie. I was like, oh, it's gonna fly like this, and I'd draw like a straight line with a little fade, and I would be like, oh, I need that one for sure. Yeah. And they had that, but it had the actual miles per hour of like the speed of the disc, hmm. like getting real precise on it. Maybe so, that's why they didn't sponsor, like, Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> didn't have miles per hour that went that high. Yeah. They just didn't have discs that could be thrown that fast. So there, um, if you guys are in tune with Disc Golf and the, and the National Tour and Disc Golf Pro Tour, the Vibram Open or the Maple Hill Open, um, last year was the last year of it being the Vibram Open. This year it's going to be the MVP? The MVP Open. And I wonder if that was, like, because, like, they already knew they were kind of, like, itching the inching their way back out of the disc golf game um we can i'll read you guys a quick a uh, thing from from vibram that just kind of gives you the overall details of what they said and this is from vibram so greetings vibram disc golf customers we have made the very hard decision to exit the sport of disc golf 
We feel that the sport of disc golf deserves more attention and effort than our business is able to provide, given the volume of resources needed for the much larger segments of our business. So, like, they have, like, the whole shoe. I have, like, work boots that are all Vibram soles. Uh, if you look around, you probably see Vibram a lot more places than you think. Um, They're famous for, for at least what I know about them, which I don't agree with this uh, shoe, but the, the toe shoes. Um, why don't you agree with a shoe? It, go to school for exercise science, and you'll realize that that is not a very good way to design a shoe. That doesn't sound like a disc golf topic we should get into. But I'm just saying, <laughs> that's what I think most people um, know them for, mm-hmm. if they as far as other than disc golf is those fingerless shoes that you see on. Totally. Okay. So, uh, continuing what they said, we have had a hard time developing a disc golf focused business unit that can offer the product climate product lineup, marketing efforts and event support needed to properly support the sport of disc golf in the role of a manufacturer. Please see your nearest Vibram disc golf retailer and stock up before they are gone. We truly appreciate your partnership in our disc golf business and believe that in the end, this is the very best direction for us as a brand, no matter how hard of a decision this has been. Best regards, Jeff. So you think a bunch of people are going to miss them? Um, Sorry, no. I have a feeling they're just going to kind of, people are going to be like, oh, you going to Vibram Open? And they'll be like, no, dude. The MVP Open. The MVP Open. And then like in two years from now, it's going to just be like, well, so that says one thing. So I've, I've played with a guy who's like thrown only Vibram. Every time you see somebody who throws like Vibram, you're like, Vibram? Like you throw Vibram? Like, have you heard are you of, vibing? Are you vibing for Vibram, bro? So I don't think that it, they're, obviously they're not making a ton of money off of this or unless they wouldn't decide to take it off. So it was probably, they were probably losing money on it. I could see that. I, I mean, the one thing that they had going for them, which I think is the hardest thing to do when you're a disc golf company is the manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's hard to make money in disc golf unless you're making discs. And yeah, and, and constantly pouring in 100% of your efforts into discs. Yeah, so you see like Dynamic, they kind of started, they partnered up with uh, the manufacturing companies in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Um, Dyn- or Dismania partnered up with Innova's manufacturing company. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to like, I feel like you have to g- have a good, a company that's already had an established um, production line basically yeah. before you can get into it or otherwise it's a big uphill battle yeah it's tough um, I mean they kind of had the they had the resources to do it because they have a lot of rubber uh, for their shoes and things so it kind of made sense but they kind of were trying to fill a, I don't know what kind of niche they were trying to fill I mean yeah it's not like it's not like there already wasn't discs being made it's not like uh, like, they, like if you think about it like um MVP is their niche was is the the gyro, yeah. They like the, they're overmolds. They're overmolds, yeah. And so, I kind of feel like Vibram and MVP. I'm not sure when they started, but I feel like they kind of grew at the same time. Like zero comments and stuff on it. So <laughs> yeah, it looks like a bunch of people didn't. I feel like it kind of got blown over. Like it wasn't a big deal. Like imagine if Discraft was like, we're done. But what would Discraft do? Like, that would be a shutdown of a whole company. That's why I think they can do this, or they are doing this, because they're like, dude, we do shoes. Like, we do, or we do rubber. Like, maybe they got into it because, like, well, we have the material. We can make discs out of this, out of rubber, you know? And they're yeah. like, oh, wait. Yeah, I mean, just from, like, a branding standpoint, I feel like I can't think of what made them stand apart besides, you know, having shoes. Uh, it was... Th- for me, like when I thought Vibram, I thought just like rubber. I thought rubber discs. I thought really floppy rubber discs. And 
not, not plastic discs. Not plastic. And that's the thing. Like, they're not plastic. I thought of, like, rubber. So, it, it just didn't seem to fully fit slightly. Not I wouldn't call it an outcast. Oh, here. It says the rubber disc golf manufacturer is leaving 10 years after 10 years in the wow, sport. So, years. it was a decade. So, they started in 2008. Impressive, um, actually. It's cool that they did sponsor the Vibram or the Maple Hill Open and the Vibram Open. They were giving back to the disc golf world like that. And yeah, I really like those, I really like that tournament. Um, Love that course. I want to play there. Yeah. Bucket list. Bucket list. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, it sucks that we're losing a company, but I mean. It's, making ro- it's probably just making room for maybe a new company to come up. Maybe something that's ready to pour all of their ventures and money and time and effort into developing um, good media, a good product. I think, yeah. I mean coming from our standpoint of being, I guess we could say we're disc golf media members now. Um, you have to have a good media like presence, a good social, li- a social media presence in order yes. to be successful. Yes. This, these nowadays. Yep. Um, if you look at the year of the shield for Dismania, they're pushing it hard. Now they're trying mm-hmm. to put out a lot of content. They're trying to get back to the sport through, mm-hmm. um, like videos and, um, informational videos uh, Dynamic is probably the best company in the sport as far as social media goes. I think they're always giving you guys um, just going, li- they're just going insight, live. Going live. And- they're always in the warehouse showing you what kind of things are going. Um, Innova is kind of kicking it up. If you look at the tournament that uh, the Las Vegas Open, there's a lot of little. It's all sponsored by Innova. Well, they have an Innova course. Like yeah. one of the courses is like primarily sponsored by Innova. There's like disc golf values is one of the course, and there's an Adidas course, and there's an Innova course. Yeah, so I just maybe one of the reasons why they didn't do so well is I can't think of like any videos or any content that yeah. really stood out to me online. The only thing was when you randomly saw a Vibram disc in somebody's bag, or the Maple or the Vibram Open, which isn't that anymore. It's like once they lost that, it was like Vi who? What was that comment on our Facebook? Did you see that? Uh. Uh-uh. It was like whenever I threw in a Nova or a Nova. Whenever I threw a Vibram disc, it felt like I was throwing the lid to my Tupperware. A Tupperware yeah. lid? Ooh, harsh. Harsh. We didn't say that. We didn't say that, but it was on a Facebook post I saw. Um, That's just news. That's just kind of like news coming out of the disc golf world. Shutting down. I don't really have anything more to like yeah, say but, about it. I mean, MVP, if you think about their social media, I can't really think of any like um, pros that stand out except for um, they just got, they just Matt picked Dollar. Up Is that who it was? Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, he's a good pro, but... The thing I noticed them for is they sponsor a lot of Central Coast and I think Jomez maybe and their commercials are like very high quality. Dude, I love their graphics. Yeah. I just want their discs just because they're like 30 second ad spots are so sick. I feel like they're scientists. Yeah. And I, I that's like one thing that draws me to them. I feel like there's two scientists in Lab Coast that just like <laughs> and just develop like sweet ads and colorful discs and they have awesome stamps. I see sweet stamps, stamps on their discs. Their stamp game's the best. I think Innova kind of took a page out of their book this year with those tournament stamps. They're double foil. Mm-hmm. Oh, those like XXL stamps and just like all the... Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about that, like we just named off a lot of things that is kind of known about the brands mm-hmm. in Vibram. Yeah. Tell us something you know it's about just it. just crickets. I do know one person. There was a gentleman I played with out at, at Farragut State Park one day, and he has a full Vibram bag. Like that's all he throws. So I wonder how he's feeling. I'm sure there are people out there who are hurting, and they're like, no. Like, what am I going to do, right? And you're going to have to f- find something else or buy them all now, you know. I'm interested to see uh, in a few years, maybe even 10 years from now, how much do you think the value of these discs will go up? Do you think? Maybe? We'll see. 
I'm, pred- I'm predicting it's going to be like Bitcoin. It's going to turn into like $16,000 oh, a think disc. So? Yeah. Get I, them while they're hot. I kind of feel like they might just recycle their discs back into shoes. <laughs> they just take them off the show, yeah. smelt them back into rubber and make their own soles again. Yeah. Totally. What Vibram should do is like just make disc golf shoes. Like why step away from your company that you're kind of running? You know, they make shoes. Oh. Why don't they just like put all their effort instead of making discs? Like that's a really good don't idea. Don't make that jump. They might make shoes that are for disc golf, but I think since they already have like ten years of being in the business, they could be taking over what uh, Adidas kind of started with. Um, I feel like Adidas kind of runs um, the disc golf shoes yeah. right now, and then they kind of stepped away from Paul. But I know a lot of people they are didn't still step sponsored. away from Paul. Paul, Paul stepped, stepped away from them. them. Okay, yeah. Miss Macbeth. Um, Listen, he needs more money. <laughs> Um, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I would rock some Byram shoes if they had some legit like hiking they're slash athletic rubber. shoes. Yeah, they're great shoes. I had them for my work shoes, and they were like they're solid, solid shoes. Yeah, Jeff, um, if from Byram, if you want to talk to Utility Disc Golf, we'd be happy to be product um, testers. We can give you insight into the game. Send we can them over. Even do some reviews on them. Send them on over, Jeff. All right. Well, that's this. That's just some news. Can we do a minute of silence. Yeah. Okay, we'll just do a moment of silence, not a minute. Okay, that's enough. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was a little weird. All right, guys. Well, we kind of talked about that. Las Vegas Challenge, stay up for that. We're going to be back doing probably our next podcast, talking about the memorial, talking about coverage of that. We're going to be talking about who won Las Vegas. You want to make a prediction right now before before it goes on? You got Nico Acasio throwing hot. Uh, How well did Nico do in that Thailand tournament? Did he win it? Yeah, he came back. In one of them, yeah, he came back the swine, the swine classic or something like that. Anyways, he came back and won, so he's feeling good. Who do you predict is going to win? Do you think Paul's like so? Paul got second in the Wintertime Open. We didn't talk yeah. about that, but it's okay. And Eagle is doing really well in the Wintertime Open too. Let's make let's make I'm I'm a, I'm gonna make a prediction for the winner of FPO and MPO right now, and we'll see if we're right. And you can do the same. I'm gonna say winner. Sorry, I'm gonna actually open up. Las Vegas challenge. Real quick, real quick, and look at this. I'm going to do my picks because I think I got okay, it. Okay, you got it. Okay, he's going to go first. Um, men's winner, spoilers alert because I'm going to be right. Win, men's <laughs> winner of the Las Vegas challenge is going to be Eagle. I think it's the year of the bird. <laughs> I saw this meme today that said, like, I think it's really weird how we overlook that parrots can talk. <laughs> and I was like, "That's really true." That's pretty funny. <laughs> Anyways, okay, so you think eagle? Eagle for men's, and you know, I'm gonna place my bets on the four-time world champ. I'm gonna say Paige Pierce is gonna win. I love Cy, local girl, but respect it. I respect it. She's I she's new. She's she's new. She's new. It's need experience. first tournament. I think Paige is gonna just flex those rings and uh, she's gonna take it on home. Okay, so you got Paige and Eagle. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, so. Well, let's just say so. I'm I'm placing my bets on the current second place women's leader, uh, or player, um, with two rounds to go. She's two strokes back, so that's not mm-hmm. not much of a stretch. Uh, with the men's, I'm guessing Eagle, and I think Eagle's in third. Yeah, Eagle's in third. Eagle's, Eagle's in, in three strokes behind the lead. Eagle's three strokes behind the lead. So I'm not making the craziest of guesses. I mean, if I wanted to go crazy, I might guess Drew Gibson or Simon Azat, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a, a wrench in your. I don't I don't know what the saying is, but 
Paul McBeth's going to win. Oh, you think Mc, McBeth? I just think he lost by one stroke in the Wintertime Open. He never finished out of the top three last year. I just think he's just like, I am so sick and tired of being this close to winning. And the consistency of him at the top is amazing. So I think he's just going to prove that consistency like you talked about. He's going to rise to the top just like consistency always does. Paul McBeth's going to win. And I'm guessing he's going to win by two strokes. Okay? Who's going to come in second? McMahon? I don't, I don't want to guess second. I don't know. And Cy's going to win the FPO. Oh, yeah. local. So Paul and Cy. I don't even think it's because she's local. I literally think she can do it. That's good. She's a good girl. You know her better than I do. So we'll see you next time if we're right, guys. Anyways, so we'll wrap it up. We'll wrap it up. Wrap it up like a Jimmy John sandwich. I'm kind of hungry. That's what I'm talking I'm about. Sandwiches. Too. We should All go right. get some dinner after this. Comment below where we should go eat. Just kidding. You're listening to a podcast, so you can't comment. Yeah. If you're hungry right now, too, while you're listening to this, uh, just imagine that me and Tanner are eating there with you, and we're all having a big utility meal together. And we're just mourning the loss of Vibram. All we are is dust in the wind. Oh. I was singing Celine Dion. Oh. <laughs> all we are is dust I guess we just figured out which, one, which song we're both going to play at our funerals. You're going to play Celine, Celine Dion, Dion, and I'm playing Kansas, Dust in the Wind. <laughs> All right, so that's our episode six of the Stay Fly podcast. Thanks for tuning um, in. Thanks for tuning in, and we're going to be coming out with more videos on our YouTube soon. So, mm-hmm. um, we're still we're still there. We're still going to post some stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I just need to edit the six for six, which Jomez is Jomez and Central Coast. Like, can we give a shout out to them because I'm doing six holes of coverage, <laughs> and granted, it might be nine holes compared to how many times we throw, but <laughs> it's tough to edit that kind of stuff. Um, it's like they don't have full-time jobs or something like disc golf is their full-time job it's weird it's like they're like get paid to go on tour Jomez yeah I'm just jelly hashtag utility disc golf 2019 tournament coverage hashtag GoFundMe account but GoFundMe.com slash utility disc golf 2018 coverage hashtag watch out we're coming for you but really we're not coming for you we just want to come work with you yeah hashtag we'll, we'll get the second lead card we got you. That's what. That's where I think uh, disc golf should be heading. One more note is uh, we're gonna get more coverage on more cards. So guys, you can just count us. We're gonna be might the, be interesting. You know, we're the chase card. We're the chase card filmers. We'll become like known for just filming the chase card. Or we could be the last card. Or yeah, or the last card, and just give those guys a fighting chance to either showcase why they're there, <laughs> or to showcase why they shouldn't be there. <laughs> That'd be funny. Either way. All right, guys. Well, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, stay tuned for next week when yeah. we wrap up the. Las Vegas uh, challenge. We kind of do a recap okay. of that and we're going to kind of give a preview or um, kind of an overview of what's happened in the memorial. Definitely. Definitely, guys. Excited about it. So until next time, stay, stay fly. fly. Bow, bow. I'm going to play our little intro again. But it's going to be backwards. Play the intro, baby. I think it would be called an outro right now. Thanks, guys. Thanks, we love you. Oh, 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 oh.